Hello and welcome to Farmland. Agriland beef specialist Brefney O'Brien will be speaking to Rose Goulding, who is beef programme manager with the National Cattle Breeding Centre, about beef genetics being used in the dairy and suckler herds. Rose, what is the National Cattle Breeding Centre and what does it do? The National Cattle Breeding Centre, NCBC for short, um, we're, we're an AI company and um, we have uh, two shareholders. We're owned by Munster Bovine and Progressive Genetics. And NCBC runs the breeding programmes for Munster Bovine and Progressive Genetics. Um, we house the bulls and we do the semen production. So our two, uh, our two big focuses are the beef and dairy pro breeding programme and also semen production. What trends have been seen in beef AI usage in, I suppose, both the dairy herd and the beef herd? Okay, so I'll start with the dairy herd. And a couple of things um, are happening now in the dairy herd. Um, first of all, the dairy cow numbers is, is plateauing. Okay, and we've come from a number of years of, of growth. So we're at a stage now where the dairy herd um, is plateauing. And also there's an increase in usage of sex semen. So sex semen is increasing, um, it's doubling actually year on year. And this year um, we saw uh, over a 25% increase in usage on beef sires. And traditionally dairy farmers would have put uh, dairy sires and their cows at the start of the season and the beef at the end. And now because there's lesser demand for, for replacements and uh, the availability of sex semen, um, dairy herd owners are very, very specific on selecting their dairy cows that they want their replacements from and uh, beef goes and everything else. So beef is now being used from the very, very start of the season. And also herd owners are looking at um, the beef value um, and the carcass weight of these beef sires because they want to have better quality calves available for sale. And that's really positive for, uh, for the calf rearers and finishers because they will have better quality calves available and they will be available from the start of the season. So in the suckler herd then, what trends are we seeing in AI usage? The suckler herd is a completely different profile um, because uh, most suckler farmers are part-time. So they're, they're a profile of people that uh, they love their farming, um, but they also have another job. So most of the work they do is between five and nine o'clock in the evening. Okay, so the genetics then really, really feeds into that. Okay, so these are people that want very good quality cattle, but they need cows that will do the work. So the cows will have to calve themselves. The cows will have to have a lot of milk to rear the calves um, and um, be really, I will say, easy care cattle. And we're really seeing that now um, in, in the suckler herd. So we see an increase in, uh, in polled genetics, for example, that would eliminate um, dehorning. So um, we've a number of polled limousine bulls available now and also a couple of polled Charlie bulls. We are seeing an increase in, in those um, from an ease of management point of view. We're also seeing our high index bulls um, being used for producing replacements um, because these guys, they really want bulls that will produce cows for them. So we call them our cow maker bulls. So um, there's always great demand on these bulls that have milk, good fertility, good temperament. Um, that will calve on their own, that will calve a good quality calf. And then also, because these people are really passionate about the quality of their cattle, they also want really, really good quality cattle. So from a terminal point of view then, once they have their replacements um, 
once they've bred their cows to produce enough replacements, they'll put terminal bulls in all the other cows. So, but they want to manage the calving difficulty. So they do not want trouble calving, but they still want good quality. And that's really the trend we're seeing. So um, keeping up the carcass weight, keeping up the carcass conformation, but avoiding the difficult calving. What, tr what research is NCBC currently undertaking yeah, we're not a we're not a research organisation, and we're really we're really lucky in Ireland, you know, to have uh, to have Chagask, um, and we really rely on the on the research, um, the really good research that's been done um, by Chagask. Um, our focus in NCBC is uh, the breeding programs, and um, just to speak specifically about the beef breeding program, our focus is to continually make genetic gain year on year. Um, so that the customers of Munster Bovine and Progressive Genetics have better quality bulls um, every year coming on board. So the bulls next year are better than the bulls now. And just for example, um, if you look at the bulls, the, the bulls we have available, the beef bulls we have available to dairy farmers, and just take the Angus panel as, a, as, as an example. Um, the, our average, um, the bulls we've available for dairy maidens, they are, 25% above the breed average on carcass weight. The bulls we have available for dairy cows are twice the breed average in carcass weight and we're retaining the calving ease. And then if you look at our test sires, the bulls that went out this year as test sires, they're nearly three times breed average in carcass weight. So, and that's really our goal in NCBC is to make genetic gain that ultimately will feed into the profitability of the herd owners who are the customers of our shareholders, Munster Bovine and, and Progressive Genetics. And that genetic gain we want to do across our entire breeding programs. So if we're talking about beef, we're talking about the beef on dairy. Um, if you're talking about beef on suckler, we have a replacement program, we have a terminal program. Um, and then obviously in the dairy breeding program, that's solely focused on um, on uh, dairy semen for dairy herd owners, but the focus there is also to make genetic gain year on year. And that feeds directly into profitability for the herd owners. They recently announced emission reduction targets. What will they mean for beef breeding in Ireland? Good question. A good question. Um, one thing they will mean is that um, we, we, we've, we've made a commitment to reduce them. Okay, and um, from a breeding point of view, there's an awful lot we can do um, to reduce emissions. And we're very, very lucky actually that anything we can do to reduce emissions also feeds into greater profitability. So for example, if we're talking about uh, in, 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 the, in, the, in the suckler herd, um, more females calving at two, um, uh, decreased age at slaughter, so if we can try and slaughter our animals younger, um, a calf out of a cow every year, um, and then um, very, very good weaning weight, so that cow having um, a lot of milk to wean a heavy calf, therefore less inputs. So all of those things also means more money to the bottom line because it's all about efficiencies. So we need to be more efficient on our female side, from a fertility point of view. Um, and that feeds into our calving as well because uh, if a cow has uh, an easy time calving, she'd be more likely to go back and calf. Um, we need to, uh, cows with a lot of milk 
um, and then um, a calf out of a cow every year um, and calving it too. So just, just all those things that feed into efficiencies. Also then that with the work that's been done with uh, Chagask and ICBF on, uh, on methane emissions, um, the work being done in Tully will be really, really critical. Um, and we're um, working very closely in our breeding programme um, as well with these traits. Uh, what's being measured in Tully is uh, feed efficiency and, um, and methane emissions. So um, in the NCBC uh, breeding programme, we're focusing a lot now on cattle that will have a higher feed efficiency, um, which ultimately will make them more sustainable. And also trying to find uh, genetics that can do uh, the same thing with less methane um, production. Um, so that's really the focus on, uh, from a suckler point of view, uh, from the point of view of reducing the, the, the greenhouse gases. On, on the dairy beef side, um, um, it, it's, it's roughly the same. We're looking for, for bulls with a very good feed efficiency um, and early age at slaughter. And then, is there much more scope to improve the genetic merit of these beef calves that are coming from the dairy herd rows? Oh, there is. There's, there's, massive, there's massive scope. And we have two sides to it. We have the dairy cow and we have the beef bull. So just starting on the beef bull, um, with, our, um, with our promotion of material through Progressive Genetics and Munster Bovine over the last couple of years, um, our advice has always been to divide out the, your, your, your dairy cows, or your dairy females, into maiden heifers, second, calf, second calvers and mature cows. And the important thing is to use the appropriate beef bull, depending on the parity of the cow. So you can use much higher quality bulls on your second calvers and higher again on your mature cows than you can use in your maiden heifers. And um, traditionally, the maiden heifer bull was almost used across the board. So th that's, a, that's, a, that's a great area for growth if we can just try and use the bull depending on the, the parity of the cow. And it still means minimum calving difficulty from a herd owner's point of view. The difference is the mature cow has greater calving ability, so he can use a higher calving bull. And our programme is very, very much focused on that. Okay, so that's one way we can really, really improve the quality. The other way we can improve the quality is to um, always use the index, use the information we have. So we're looking in Ireland now, we have a dairy beef index, which is broken into two parts. There's the calving ease, and then there's the beef sub-index. So using the higher beef sub-index bulls will greatly improve the quality of the calves. Um, so that's on, our, that's on our beef side. On our dairy cow side then, um, we need to make sure that um, we get a good balance between the, the maintenance of the cow and the beef sub-index of the cow. So that we have that um, sweet spot, I call it, where we're maximising uh, dairy profitability, but we also have cows that are suitable of producing a beef calf that can be taken through to slaughter sustainably. How can dairy farmers be encouraged to further improve the quality of calves that are being produced on dairy farms every year? Um, I would say dairy farmers at the moment are, are, in, are in a good place. Um, um, just judging by the usage of our bulls for the last couple of years, uh, year on year, the higher carcass bulls are being used. Um, 
but to really encourage dairy farmers um, to use higher quality bulls. I suppose there's a couple of things. Um, the first thing is um, to put dairy sires on the maiden heifers. You know, that's, that's the first thing um, because that's the right thing to do from a dairy profitability point of view anyway. And um, automatically we're improving the quality of the beef calves because there'd be more of them coming from second calvers and mature cows. But I suppose the real big carrot will be the, um, the uh, commercial um, index that ICBF have launched, but it's not available yet. And that will be the real, real um, benefit for the dairy herd owner that is doing the right thing, that has the correct cow type and that is using his um, high carcass bulls. Um, the resultant calves will have higher commercial um, beef index and ultimately will be worth more when that's available to the, to the calf buyers. Because at the moment, calf buyers do not have that information to them. Um, so they, they, it's difficult for them to really value the calf. So calf buyers need to know that commercial uh, beef value of the calf. And then dairy herd owners will be rewarded for producing the better quality calf. And then I suppose, Rose, just in your own opinion, over the next 10 years, what changes could we expect to see in the composition of the overall uh, beef herd in Ireland? So the dairy calves destined for beef, will there be less Frisian bulls on stream? What do you think we will see? Okay, so the dairy herd is plateauing. The suckler herd is reducing, uh, is reducing slightly. Okay, so over the next 10 years, we're likely to see a greater use, use in, in sex semen. So we'll see a reduction in that, uh, that Frisian bull calf. Um, with the greater use of sex semen, then there's a greater opportunity to use uh, better quality beef bulls on dairy cows from the very start of the season. So there will be higher quality uh, beef calves from the dairy herd. Um, also, um, in, in the suckler herd, it's, it's likely to continue to, to reduce. Um, slightly, I would say, um, because suckler farmers at the moment um, many suckler farmers are suckling because um, they, they like it, they're, they're passionate about their beef farming. Um, they want to pass, to pass that love and joy of farming onto their children. Um, so there's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of social reasons um, attached to farming as well. Um, and I think that will stay in Ireland because as a nation, um, we love our cattle, um, we love our farming. and um, I expect that will continue as it has done, coming down from one generation to the next. And also, um, if you look at our family farm structure, um, people tend to like to keep, you know, that, that, family, that family farm. Um, if they got it from their parents, uh, they respect that and they, uh, they enjoy to continue farming on, on, the, on the family farm. So I expect that to continue as well. Rose, thank you very much. Thank you. That's all from Farmland for this episode. Don't forget to rate, review and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from and go to agriland.ie for all the latest agricultural news.